everybody. My name's Misha, aka Refilling My Wallet. And my name is David. And this is Finance Fails and Cocktails. So what are we drinking today? We are drinking champagne. (laughs) Sounds like it. Yes, it is the new year. First podcast of the new year. I felt like we should go with a good old Martini Rossi champagne. I agree, especially since we didn't get to drink any New Year's Eve. Yeah, we kind of um, fell asleep by like what? 10, 10, 10, 10, 10.30. So low-key not the same as what we have done you know when we were in our 20s i'm in my 20s still this is my (laughs) year of my 30s welcome to the club i turned 30 this year and i feel like i'm ready yeah you know your dad always says you make your monies in your 30s so he would know well on your way for that yes let's go i'm ready i'm ready okay so before we get started i wanted to say that we have an application in my bio refilling my wallet on instagram um for a future guest because i think it would be really cool to get guests on the show i agree we're looking forward to it we've been talking about it for a couple weeks yes so i think it's time we we kind of know what we're doing so um if you're interested in being a guest you have a finance fail you do not need a microphone we will figure that part out for you and um yeah so if you're interested go there come on our show (laughs) someone messaged me uh, the other day and said, I love when David says, holy smokes. <laughs> and I forgot, you are very G-rated. Like, you don't really swear that much. You know, I wasn't sure what vibe we were going for. I'll, I'll let some out. Okay. Okay, guys. Kids kids could be listening. So we'll uh, put a little warning in the show notes if there's ever going to be excessive swearing. Um, okay, so I heard you had some good crypto news. Yeah, so a couple days ago was a big day. I ended up buying this one NFT for Pause. What? What's an NFT? Oh, a non-fungible token. So uh, you've probably heard about them. They've been blowing up the past year. Um, There can be like characters in a game. It can be like trading cards, sort of. It can be just about anything you want. Pieces of art. It's basically all digital. It's digital art. So non-fungible means a unique digital identifier that cannot be copied, substituted, or subdivided. And it's recorded in the blockchain. That's the token part. But um, go ahead. You you bought one. Yeah. So I bought one that just came out, I believe it was like the end of December. Um, And it's sort of weird how I came across this one because it's not like somebody mentioned it that I watch on YouTube. I was actually just... um, Sort of like I've talked to you guys about going on like Coin Market Cap or you know just picking random things. So I was on the NFT website OpenSea, and I was looking at their um, like if you go to the homepage, there's a rankings. And if you click on um, like it'll click on the rankings button and it'll show you the like most trending coins. So or NFTs I should say. And at that time, that one, I believe, was like number 45 or something. And I clicked on it. I thought it was interesting. I got real excited about it, so I started researching it. And come to find out, uh, three like major artists have bought into this. I don't know if the 
like marketing team like paid them to post on Twitter. But anyways, like Bow Wow, Neo, and Mario all wow. have one. Taking it back. That's a throwback. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they're apparently going for that uh, decade of uh, artists. <laughs> but uh, and then like um, they actually had a Twitter space uh, a night or two ago, and two major league baseball players were talking with them about just nfts crypto and this project so needless to say within like 24 hours it went up to like 1.5 eth so i almost doubled my money and it's sort of wait hard. how much is how much is that uh wait like, pause how much did you pay in like a r- real dollars oh so i spent like three grand on it which was a lot of money this is the most i've ever spent on a nft before I think, oh, one thing that needs to be said, David is using money that's already in the crypto, his crypto wallet. So it's not, he didn't take $3,000 from his paycheck. He like invests this money essentially. This is, I could actually make a good connection with this one. So that one that I 10X'd a couple weeks back. 10X means he multiplied his initial investment by 10 times yeah so that one i turned 500 dollars into 5,000. i actually still had a big chunk of that left so i took 3,000 from that sold that stuff and used it to buy this one so um so it's 3,000 when i bought it and it got up to like 5,700. so this is the sort of why i was talking about with if you press the sell button take some of those proceeds and then put it into something else so now basically with this one um I've instead of 10xing that $500, if I have sold it at one and a half ETH, I would have basically 20xed that money. So, oh, right now you would have 20x your money? If I if I sell it, yeah. You sell right now, 20x your money. Okay. Um, the one thing about NFTs that you told me is the downfall. Yeah. So unlike traditional cryptocurrency, where you can pretty much sell it anytime you want nfts are a little bit different depending on what they are um some you it's hard to find a buyer like here's a bad example of one that i did um so i bought one for like 0.01 ethereum very cheap so i wasn't really worried about it, it was like 40 dollars um i thought i could turn around and flip that for like 10 times that money within a day and i've had that thing for like 10 days now mm-hmm. so Luckily, that one wasn't a lot of money, and you can sort of look at these NFTs once you start learning more about them. You can see like how much they're trading. The one that I'm in right now, it's selling every couple of minutes, so there's people out there buying them, so gotcha. I'm not too worried about that other one. It can go days without people buying them, so you sort of got to factor that in, too. If you're trying to do like a quick flip, you got to make sure the things are actually being bought and sold, because you could get stuck with one of them. and if there's not a buyer, you know, just like selling stuff on eBay or whatever, if there's not a buyer, you're stuck with that. So Yes. So be very careful with your NFTs. What is so one of our friends bought one this weekend and you were looking at it and what did you find out? Um, so when she first sent it to me to help her like get it into her wallet, I was a little worried that she bought a knockoff, but after talking with her I still think it's a knockoff, but it's almost like on a different platform. So that's that's the other thing you gotta keep an eye out for. So now there's like, I don't know, five or 10 big blockchains now, like Solana, for example, Avalanche. Basically what people will do is copy and paste these projects, these NFTs, and put them on another blockchain. So I think that's what happened with her. And I did ask Which her- Which they're what, not supposed to be copyable, right? Isn't that the whole point of them? 
so it's like it's not like hers is copyable but the project can be copyable. Remember when I showed you the real one, how it looked different? Yeah. So basically somebody stole that code, plugged it into this other thing. So they look a little bit different. But anyway, so that's one thing you got to keep an eye out for. And it sounds like she knew that sort of. I think of. she found out after. She was like, oh, yeah. yeah this after she same. bought it. So just be very careful with this. Like NFTs are, are a very hot buzzword right now. So here's a great example too. So last night these things were selling for a minimum of one and a half ETH. I just looked before we got on the show and now they're selling for like 1.15 ETH. So that's a drop of 0.35 which is pretty significant. So they can go up really quick and they can go down really quick. So with this one I haven't sold it yet. I'm trying to find the happy medium of when I want to sell it. I feel like people are hearing NFT, they're, they're, they don't fully know what they're doing, um, and it's so easy to get swept up in it and be like, oh, well, this one person made $600,000 in three days, so maybe I can make $600,000 in three days. And that is, I feel like that's the rarity. Like, I feel like that's not the Agreed. The I've rule. been burned on plenty. <laughs> so just be careful, as always. Um, do your own research. Do your own research. Um I was, I guess, uh, one of the YouTubers I watched today, I, I would have to look into this, but I think he was saying Gary V was talking about doing 40 hours of research before you buy an NFT. That's probably a bit extreme. Like, if you have Gary, Gary v, v money, is very and you're, yeah, and you're <laughs> probably looking at like a million dollar purchase NFT, which I'm sure none of us are, um, yeah, I agree with him on that. But like this one, you know, I bought some that as cheap as $40. This is the most expensive one I bought at three thousand. I've spent you know twelve hundred on some of them, so I think you sort of got to factor that in too. Because here's a great example: I sat last two nights ago. I watched that thing for like half a day and just kept going up. So I felt pretty confident making that decision within a few hours of of buying it. Yeah, and it is always a risk. There's nothing yeah. guaranteed with Bitcoin. There's nothing guaranteed with NFTs. This is dogecoin gamestop just be careful yeah i guess the the close this topic off here for the podcast um i think people will look at the crypto charts and see a bunch of red 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 there is also plenty of opportunities within those selling days for you to make money as well so for example like the crypto market sort of stagnant right now but nfts sort of be seem to be taken off again so i think don't go out and buy a bunch of NFTs. I'm not saying that, but there's opportunities even when the market's sort of cooling off or stagnant. Yes. Do your research. Don't listen to us all the time. Okay, so you said something the other day about your crypto. And if you ever got to $50,000 in crypto, how would that make you feel? <laughs> I forgot I mentioned that to you. Um, <laughs> That's because I paused the conversation so that we could talk about it on the podcast. Oh, wow. Um, so... I uh, was telling her the other day, I'm like, man, it sort of sucks to think about if I get 50000 in crypto, that I'd still have debt because now I'm back <laughs> up to like 65000 or something with the car, um, which I knew that was a possibility. Hopefully crypto will get me <laughs> beyond that. But I was like, <laughs> to the moon. Yeah. I was like, man, it sort of just hit me uh, like a month and a half after you <laughs> bought the car. Yeah. Well, you know, you still love the car, so... Do your thing. Um, I have not decided on the iPhone yet. I think I'm going to buy it. I think I'm just going to end up buying it. What I ended up doing was putting 400 aside to like pay for the iPhone in a couple of weeks. 
And I got too excited and decided to just make a debt payment. <laughs> and I said, if I regret making the debt payment, then I'll buy the phone in a couple of weeks. Um, but I can't like go back if I buy the phone. Like if I buy the phone, then I, I can't be like, man, I wish I'd have made a debt payment and like change my mind. So I made the debt payment. I still want the phone. So you, you didn't regret it, but you sort of did. I don't regret it. I never regret making a debt payment. Which that is, is true. Which is what you told me. You're like, you're not going to regret it. I just want the phone. So, well, you've been thinking about it for a few days now. So the real question is: you pay in cash, or are you just gonna pay a monthly payment on it? No, I will. I will never pay a monthly payment on a phone again. Um, I will pay for it in full. The question is: will I float it for a month and just got get it, or will I save up the money? I have no. saved up the money before for things, but I just I want it. I think you're in a good position to save the money for it. I bet that's what you're gonna do. I bet it's not what I'm gonna no? do. No, <laughs> you're gonna float it that much. I I don't I don't know I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> okay. Um, we can talk about oh, one more topic before we get into like the finance fail of the this, the day. We have been decluttering since yes. the first of the year. So David and I are going to go see The Minimalists, who are a podcast, um, huge, huge podcast. They have a documentary or two. Two on Netflix. Um, and they're on tour. Um, so they're coming to Columbus, and David and I are going to go see them. Um, I haven't really listened. I don't know if I've listened to much of their podcast, and I might probably should do that before. But this was a Christmas gift for our David's brother and... Um, his fiance so we're going with them and i think it'll be really fun but i feel like before we go we should declutter a little bit even only doing it three days it's felt nice i think the first or second day we both were like we want to continue cluttering or decluttering um and even today i threw out some old shoes i want to go around the house for tomorrow and be like i'm gonna get rid of this stuff tomorrow but i was like it's sort of exciting to do it each day because literally i was walking around the house i was like man, what can I get rid of? What can I get rid of? And there is some things you come across that are like, I don't want to get rid of this quite yet, but watch day 30. I probably will have to get rid of some of that stuff I passed up today. Yes. So basically what we do is the first you get rid of one item. The second you get rid of two. And David and I are doing this individually. So by the end of it, it's almost will, a thousand items. Yes. By the, by the end of it, we will get rid of a thousand items um, collectively. And they say people have 300,000 items. In their Is that house. what they said? Yes. Oh, like holy crap! Just because, <laughs> holy smokes! Um, if you like, they count individual things like forks, knives. Oh yeah, you know. That's right. So it's like things like that. Um, but still, if you think like, and everyone thinks like, no, there's no way I have that many items, and it's like, okay, well, look at all those books over there. Like, yeah, that alone's probably fifty items. So. It it really forces you to figure out like, what do you want in your house? What do you need in your house? You know what I'm sort of excited for when we get to the end of this thing? I'm sure I, day 30, I think we might be struggling, but I feel like we could even go beyond that. We It, it might be kind of cool to do like every month, just like a, a good reset. I mean, it, it would be hard. Eventually, you're going to run out of stuff. But by the end of it, you should be left with things that like, okay, this serves a full purpose in my house. I enjoy this being in my house. Um, but, probably as we get closer to like the double digits we're going to be because we're going to have to get rid of 12 items one day 13 items the next day 14 so getting rid of like clothes or like a paperwork that we don't need to keep like why do we have bills i have a yeah. whole stack of paper on top of my bookshelf that i should probably look at but 
that's for another day. Um, but I have noticed, like, even already, my house is more enjoyable because we got rid of something in the garage, yes. which has now made it easier for me to park my car in the garage. And what's cool, too, is that uh, it's like a dresser type thing. And we set it out and somebody came by and picked it up like two hours later. So it was sort of exciting to, you know, hey, somebody can make use of this. So. Exactly. I felt like um, Marshall when he's getting rid of his like barrel, <laughs> yeah. Mabel or something. Mabel. And um, I just feel like I like donating things. I like giving it a second life so that I'm not contributing to the landfill because um, that sucks like to think like okay i bought all this stuff and now i'm throwing it away and like just contributing to the landfill and destroying the world and yeah that's with me and the shoes like two are definitely like they gotta be tossed but one i bought last year i hate wearing them they're just not comfortable i don't like them so we donated them to the thrift store so i actually found a bin um there's one over by one of the stores that we shop at and um the proceeds go to paralyzed veterans Ooh, so nice that's kind of cool to see that we're you know helping helping the cause so okay the topic of the day i feel like i feel like it goes well with champagne with (laughs) new year um weddings yes you are very far away from the microphone right now so you have to sit back down (laughs) (laughs) i can't hear you all the way up there um so weddings you know you do the 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 best man made of honor toast you lots of people get engaged on new year's um or over the holiday i just feel like cheers cheers champagne was a good choice for this and i can't drink it because i'm still talking sorry that was probably loud um okay (laughs) so weddings the three people that we've seen that it costs the most money for in order from cheapest to expensive guest and then bridesmaid or groomsman and the bride and groom why are you staring at me like this uh, say that again weddings every yeah. wedding it costs money for three three groups of people okay the guests okay the bridesmaid and the groomsman and the bride and the groom oh okay i see so like guest is your cheapest way to attend a wedding <laughs> yes because usually you just gotta buy a gift um and get there um we have made financial mistakes at each of these uh, stages of wedding attendees we definitely have where should we start let's start with the guests all right okay how many weddings do you think we've been to together together mm-hmm. uh eight we have been to ten. Ooh, okay uh, so we've been to ten we've been guests only guests we've both of us at four like okay all right like together, together we are guests okay. like not one of us was in it or one of us was at it or we were so majority of the time one of us is in the wedding yes mm-hmm. um so we've been guests at four mm-hmm. and i think our biggest two mistakes are we are the worst at budgeting for events used to be the worst we've we gotten better have we because the last wedding we went to when did we buy the gift probably that morning or the day before it was like two hours before the wedding started and we were like we need to buy a gift (laughs) thankfully people um usually have their registries online now and they might do like a honey fund or something like that so it's usually pretty easy to do um but we suck at budgeting for the gifts we always give a gift let me make that very clear we always give a (laughs) gift um we just might buy it like on the way to the to the wedding um and we are the worst at budgeting for hotels the worst at it 
Well, it's sort of awkward with hotels because you book it and you don't have to pay <laughs> until you get there. So I almost rather start booking them and paying if you can. I know. We I forgot the last one we stayed at. We stayed at um, what Hilton. hotel was Hilton? Was it the Hilton? Something or, in, in Cleveland. Yes. It is the it is nice. It, it was is. a really really nice hotel. I think it was a Hilton, and it whatever it's not important. Um, and I was like. You were like, oh, did we pay for the hotel? And I said, no. <laughs> we have the card on file, but we did not pay for this. And we've already run the budget. We've already made extra debt payments. We do not have this in the budget. So I think we had to float it a little bit. But we paid it off. We did. We always clear the float. Um, and for those of you who don't know, floating is when you put something on a credit card and you pay it off before the, <laughs> the statement is due. Um, that's <laughs> our dog. Once again, I think maybe we... I don't know. She just wants to be a part She's, of the podcast. Well, I we think you guys are just gonna have to get to used to hear it. Her hacking up a hairball, <laughs> like gee, oh my gosh. Um, okay, so I think our biggest reason, though, for declining weddings, especially in our earlier days, like we're not gonna, we regret to inform you that we will not be attending your oh, wedding, yes. is flights. Yeah, because we are in California. And most of our friends at that time were back here, so we did have to skip out on some, unfortunately. We did. We, it, it sucks to miss a friend's wedding. Like, it really sucks, and... The one I was... Uh, he asked me to be a groomsman, and I had to decline. It, he asked you to be a groomsman, I feel like, the day we moved to California, too. Uh, no, it was after. It was our first year, but we had already. I was already a groomsman in another one, I straight up told him, I was like, man, I don't have the money to, to come be back in it. Yeah. Which, honestly, respect for people who do that. Like, to decline a wedding sucks. But to pay for a wedding that you were a guest at or a groomsman at for a long time because you um, charged it on a credit card, you have to pay interest, sucks even more. So the, the best idea is to, to budget for it and to figure out a way to make it work. But... We even declined a wedding a few um, months ago. It was like right when um, Ellington was born and they it was a no kids wedding um, and it was in California. And I think our kid would have been like two months old. And I was like, okay, let's look at flights. Like, let's try to figure this out. Maybe we can fly out like my mom or your mom to help um, watch him while out there. Cause like I, wasn't ready quite yet to be away from him and flights were like a thousand dollars and i was like we can't go like we just can't go even that we probably could have paid cash for it or floated it and then paid it off but there there's a point i think what the wedding's like yes there's a point i mean like some maybe if it was like my best friend in the whole wide world um not and this person is a good friend but and i sent a nice gift um but it was just it was just too much at that time. So, um, our biggest wedding coming up though we have one in Ireland in a couple of months. We do. This will be our first trip overseas, and this will be our first wedding that we are on separate finances. Yeah, how are you preparing for it? I think I need to start a sinking fund so that yeah. I'm ready. Because when Dave and I go on vacation, like we do not budget is not a word. Like, we just spend money, which maybe is dumb, but I feel like if I'm going on vacation, I don't want to be like, oh, I can't do that because I can't afford it. Like, here's the money. Let's go. Like, here are 58 euros. I don't know. 
Yeah, because we've done sort of a budget vacation and then a not budget vacation. And honestly, it's just so much enjoyable if you're not sitting there counting the pennies that you're spending at dinner, you know, on your nice meal. So we always try and err on the high side of the budget for for vacations. Yes, yes. That's uh, uh I sort of want to try and get a rough idea of what we think it's going to cost with hotels and everything. So we I know the hotel planning. cost. We put that on the the like pre-book. Um, so we need to like. We need to sit, sit down and do this. Um, do I this agree. Out, especially because we're going to try to make a mini vacation out of it by hopping over to a couple countries. And we want to make sure we're prepared and figure that out as well. Yep. Okay. So our biggest mistakes made as bridesmaids and bridesmaid and groomsmen. You want to go first or me go first? Uh, I can go first. All right. So hit me up. So I think for my best friend's bachelor party at the time i got the southwest credit card right yep so we basically we uh what do they call when you do something but you like convince yourself it's okay Uh, not generalize it but uh oh justify it justify it yeah um Basically, we're like, oh, we can get a free flight. So that that one was in Myrtle Beach. So I was going from California to Myrtle Beach. So we basically, so basically, you could get the free flight because you signed up for the credit card, and yep, if you spent 50, 000, so much, you got yeah, fifty thousand points back. Correct. So we sort of did that, and that is the credit card that we ended up racking up like twelve grand on. Yeah, they gave us off, like a twenty grand then, limit. Yeah. Which. Which why? That, <laughs> Yeah, twenty grand was nuts. I mean, I was making okay money then, but that's sort of crazy that they gave us that big of a limit. Yes, but he didn't spend that much on the bachelor party. But correct. But I did use it one. I got that card for this partially, and then two. I'm pretty sure I used that card even when I went there. Yeah. So you that that card kicked off like one of our bigger debt spirals. I think. Yeah, you know, if that card didn't give me that crazy of a limit, it'd be real interesting to see where we would be today. But like a $20,000 limit, and I think I was like 24, 25, something like that, where you're still figuring things out. I still, I remember that card and like being like, oh, well, it's fine. You can just charge it because we'll get points. Like you are not effectively travel hacking if you are not paying off the balance in full every single month and it sort of didn't help too because my dad had one he's like oh man you gotta get this card like it's gonna be great for you guys because you fly back from california all the time so you can get some free flights so like your dad was right it is a great card it would have been really good for us to fly back and forth we, we just not, misused it. We did not use the card correctly. Um, Which we've talked about that one before. But yes. So yeah, that's, uh, that was definitely a fail because it, it led to many a things probably for us. Yes, yes. But, you know, live and learn, live and learn. That card's paid off now. Yep. Um, Never getting that to, the, <laughs> to that limit again. You know what's interesting? I know somebody that uh, they got so mad when their credit card company raised their limit they literally called them and said put that back to five hundred dollars i think this person had a five hundred dollar credit card limit they got the card when they were like 18 they raised it to like fifteen hundred dollars <laughs> they called them and said put that back to 500 because they were worried about getting into major debt with this thing and i i think they have another credit card now but that just tells you 
how crazy this person was worried about them racking up that kind of debt. Which it's not. I wouldn't say crazy. I know you didn't mean it like that, but I would say it's smart. Like, yeah, to, I agree. To know your limits and be like, no, if I have more access to this money, I'm going to max it out. And then, yeah. then what am I doing? I'm going to end up destroying my credit more than the, the extra space that that gives me on my credit utilization. So I guess that's a tip. I mean, some credit cards, they raise it automatically. I know I have a couple that do that. If they do that and you're worried about yourself, maybe call them and be like, no, I do not approve this. Please put it back down. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> Alrighty. So I guess I'll do my story now. <laughs> um, I was kind of waiting for you to ask me <laughs> to my do bad. it and you're just staring at me. So <laughs> I'll ask it myself. Misha, what do you think that your worst... Um, financial experience was as a bridesmaid oh that is a great question misha i'd love to answer that for you um so the first wedding that i was in that i was in charge of like i'm not a flower girl like i am in charge of my own funds i was 18 years old wow yes i was 18 years old it was my first friend to get married out of high school and I did not know the rules. Like, I was 18. I did not know the rules. Were you even working on your own or anything at that point? No, I was okay, in so college. Right. I don't even think... I oh, I, don't, yeah. I did not have a job my first year um, at OU. And so I didn't really have money. Like, I did not have money. And I did not know the rules of, like, being a good bridesmaid. Um, rule number one, if you can't afford it, don't do it. <laughs> like... Especially um, if you're not working. <laughs> but I just didn't really understand, like, the magnitude. And, I mean, it was a small wedding. Like, it wasn't a big deal. And it shouldn't have been. Like, now, I would love for a wedding to cost what this wedding cost me. But <laughs> yeah. it it just it wasn't in my budget. Um, so, I did not. We did not plan a bridal shower. I don't. We didn't even go to the bridal shower. Like, the bridesmaids, because we were all 18. So, we didn't know we were supposed to plan a bridal shower. So, we didn't go to a bridal shower. So we didn't give a gift for a bridal shower. That's <laughs> we are terrible bridesmaids. Um, the dress was from Macy's, and I remember like we tried to go to other places, but like we just couldn't afford any dresses anywhere else. So we went to Macy's and all got the same dress. And I remember standing there holding this dress, like I have no idea how I'm going to pay for this dress. So I think I like hid the dress. And then had to go home and get my mom and be like, Mom, can you help me pay for this dress? Really? Because I didn't have a job. Yeah. I mean, the dress probably was like 50 to $70. Um, but at 18, I mean, you don't have I any money. I didn't have any not money. Working. So I think then we went back, we got the dress, and then uh, I, I think that's how we paid for that dress. Um, probably. I mean, you probably didn't have many options. Because I, I, I just remember we're all standing there like, okay, this is the dress we're going to get. Yay, how great we now have to buy these dresses and like there was just no plan um like we didn't even have a credit card at that time so i had like 32 dollars to my name on the day of the wedding or the day before the wedding and i was like hey do we have to get a gift for this person <laughs> like i'm in the wedding my presence is the, gift. the present <laughs> no that's incorrect like i needed to get a gift and i was like crap i don't have i have 32 dollars and she's like hey i want to get my nails done with everyone like the the you know the morning of do you guys want to come and i was like no i cannot come oh you said no i didn't have any money i had 32 dollars <laughs> so i was like no i'm sorry i can't come like i'll see you at the, at the wedding because <laughs> i i can't she's like do you want to get your makeup done no 
no, I cannot afford anything else. I'm like, I can't. So then that night, the night before the wedding, I went to Walmart and got like a $25 Walmart gift card. So now I have what, $8 in my account? Seven, yeah. Seven, see? This is why I sucked at finances. I couldn't even subtract correctly. Um, so I, I had that, got a little card and was like, here you go. Happy wedding. Um, which kind of sucks like to think about like this is what I, I mean it was I did what I could with what I had um but that was this experience is just like burned I, in my head which I think that experience actually is not that bad imagine if you did have that similar experience at 22 and you had a credit card you probably would have spent $300 instead of the $32 that you had probably or that aid you with your mom's with, help and whatnot. I know. It was, I mean, we were 18, so we had, like, this very, very cheap bachelorette party, like, two days before, I think. Yeah. And we went to, it's called Screamin' Willies, no longer in service. Um, <laughs> and it was, like, an 18 and up club. And the night that we went just so happened to be the mail review. I'm sure it was. <laughs> it just... It never, like, it, they did not have this very often. And so we're sitting there, like, the four girls that are just sitting there, we are 18. So we can't drink legally. Like, we cannot purchase alcohol. And I was like, well, this is at least we're saving money. <laughs> like, we, there, this was no Uber back then, but we were 18, couldn't drink. So we, like, drove. one of us drove, and that was what we did. But then they, like, wanted tips again we had like ten dollars or something so um he made a lot of money that night he did but it was that was a fun moment it was a good time um and then we crashed the guy's bachelor party and as you remember that was atrocious it definitely was we didn't even go out we just had something at my house which was terrible don't know why i signed up for that but uh yeah yeah. all right skipping over that skipping over that experience but we we have learned to budget for bachelor and bachelorette parties and now i feel like um we're at an age where it's like okay cool you want to go to vegas we will make vegas happen we will figure it out we'll pay for flights like i'm going to a bachelor bachelorette party in a couple of in a month or two and i'm like yeah i can go and i just you know it's sort of weird because i go back and forth so like um i think even now so a lot of our friends are in their late 20s early 30s and um like, some of our friends still talk about, like, not wanting to spend a significant amount of money on bachelor or bachelorette parties, which I definitely see. But also, at the same time, like, we're giving you, like, a six-year heads up. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's sort of weird because I want to respect people and their budgets and see seeing what they say, understanding what they can afford. And, you know, maybe they're not going into the debt for it, which is obviously awesome. But uh, it's sort of hard because you've got to find that balance of, like... I think what you have to remember, though, like, people view their weddings as the most important day for them. And the events leading up to the wedding are their most important day. The problem is, it's not everyone else's most important day. Like, other people are living their lives. They've got kids who are who want soccer cleats or whatever. They've got um, a funeral that needs planned. They've got their own weddings they're planning. They're, maybe they're trying to save for a house. Um, I would never, like shame someone or dislike someone or discredit them if they couldn't afford an expensive bachelorette party or if they couldn't afford to be in my wedding or even if they couldn't afford to go to the wedding because again it's the most important day in my life but everyone else's lives are still going on and i think that's where if you um haven't had your bachelor or bachelorette party 
you got to sort of think about that, too, from your friend's perspective, because I know I've been invited to some where it's like, it's, it costs probably a couple thousand dollars. That's a lot to ask for your friends for your bachelor or bachelorette party. And then also, too, you got to think those people are giving up time off from work, time off from their kids, time off from their family, and that's in addition to the financial aspect, too. So keep that in mind if you haven't planned one of these yet or you know if you're it's hard because i get it like you want your friends there you hope they can come but like the what a single person can do and what a single mom with no support system can can do are very different and you have to like respect that even if they're not telling you that they have money problems maybe they just this is not something i want to spend my money on like i i only get so many days off work i i just don't find this to be worth it and that's okay. Yeah, I agree. <sighs> All right. So I think we should go into the big one, our wedding. Let's do it. Um, numbers first or regrets first? Let's go over the numbers. Okay. So the numbers. Um, in 2016, which is when we got married, the average U.S. wedding was $14,399. Okay. However, in Ohio, the average wedding cost more or less. Definitely less. Nope, twenty four thousand dollars. What? Ohio does big. Like, Apparently. let me tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So in twenty twenty one, the average uh, number for U.S. is twenty two thousand. Wow. That um, much in twenty two thousand five hundred, but. That's it's gone lot. up a lot. Yeah. So, and that's for 2021. Um, so our number, do you remember what number you were telling people we spent on our wedding? I could have sworn we spent 25 to 30 grand. Yeah. I don't know where you thought we got 25 to 30 grand. We spent. <laughs> Credit cards. <laughs> incorrect. We spent $16,861. That's amazing. Yes. I mean, but. That's half of what I thought we spent. So we were, at the time, we spent more than the average U.S. wedding, but significantly less than the average Ohio wedding. Yeah. Um, I feel like the things that we saved money on were we got married in one spot. We didn't pay for any transportation. Um, and I did not care about flowers at all. Nope. Do you remember what our flowers were? I don't. So the bridesmaid carried bouquets that we made from paper. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, they were like, we used a cricket and like cut them out. It took forever. Um, and then I carried a baby's breath bouquet, which is like $10. And then all the guys had baby's breath boutonnieres, which were like $2 from a local florist. Um, yeah. So I didn't care about that. So we didn't spend money on that. See, that's one of those things for weddings that people can spend a significant amount of money on. But it's like, why? If, I, I don't know. To me, it's like, Well, you I don't, don't care about, care about flowers. Yeah. Some people love flowers. Like, some people think that that's, like, the best part. So, if you're going to spend money on your wedding, you spend whatever you want. I do not care. Um, think about what you really care about. Spend money on that. Yeah. Because you're definitely going to have to pick too. and choose. Um, all right. Let's go into any regrets from the wedding. I hope you don't say, like, marrying me. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. We're still here today, so obviously today. not. Um, regrets. So the one big thing I remember is, so we just recently moved to San Diego. We recently started working. I think I proposed to you like a month into us having jobs. Um, so yeah, but the we've ring. Been for like six years. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I sort of, this, 
this is related. So your engagement ring, when we bought it, they're like, oh yeah, if you pay like $600, the first payment, you'll get 0% interest for like 12 months. So I made that payment. However, they did not apply the 0%. So literally for like nine months or 12 months yeah. or whatever, the entirety I paid of the ring. 25% interest on that ring. We should have Because at that time, I was so like naive, right? I didn't care. I didn't have, I guess, the power to call them and be like, yo, you need to fix this. It's costing me a bunch of money. So that Financial is definitely, mistake number one. Yeah. Financial fail number one. Which that was the, probably the first time I ever got a credit card outside of the one I got in college, which was Ooh, like a little... that was your store credit. That was your best buy. Yeah, that was my best buy, literally. <laughs> so uh, looking back on that, we probably paid double for that ring than what we should have. I do like my ring. <laughs> I hope you do. It costs a lot more than it was. <laughs> um, so that's definitely one regret. And then the other regret, I think... I know, 16000 is not a lot for a wedding, obviously, is right about the average at that point. But for our situation, it was too much. I remember we booked the venue. <laughs> you guys can't see me, but my face, my jaw just dropped. I never heard him say <laughs> with, these words. With, this is like all breaking news. Like, <laughs> David thinks we spent too much money. Like, oh my god. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Because I was basically making nothing. So we basically had to use the savings at the time that we had to fund this. And then we ran out of that. So we had to take out the personal loan, which I don't regret the personal loan because we did pay that off within a year. I think we set that as a goal. If we got that, that's what we we're going to do. Mm -hmm. So we did do that. But then we also had to ask my dad for money. And basically that phone call was like, Dad, I need $4,000 towards this wedding. Otherwise, we're going to lose our deposit, and this whole thing's not happening in four months. So, and he initially said no, and then I think a few days, right? Did he, did he say no? I don't think he said, maybe he said no. I don't remember. I probably repressed it. I think, yeah, I think he did say no. He's like, you need to talk to your mom and other people. And then he did end up calling me back a couple <laughs> days later and said he'd help us out. So, like... I don't know, that was a sh shitty call, having to be like, Dad, I need $4,000. Yes, that did suck. Um, that I think that was probably the first time we ever had to ask for help. And it, I don't know if it would be better to ask for help on this event. I feel like yes. Or like, hey, I need $4,000 because I don't have money to pay my rent or my light bills. Like, Which would be worse for you, do you think? Uh, probably not being able to pay your bills. I think at this time we were just young and naive and didn't really realize we how finances worked. We just thought weddings magically happen. Um, yes. So it it did suck to have to ask your dad. Well, you did it. I didn't do anything to ask your dad for money. Um, the loan again. The loan was like three to five thousand dollars. It wasn't too much money. Like we could have put that on credit card but we didn't have a credit card like we'd already well gone i think through these other options I did think. we get the loan before i asked my dad i think yes yeah because i think that's the max we could get so literally we got the max we could get from the personal loan and that's why we had to call him because we were like <laughs> we still don't have enough. We still don't have enough um but i mean that was really nice for your dad very yeah. grateful that he gifted us that um you know it was really nice of him. Yes. Um, so it would have not happened. It would it? Well, we probably would have had to get another credit card, which would have sucked. <laughs> but we 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 could have done other things, um, like worked 
a second job. <laughs> true. We very. There's a weird time that's in our a lives. Whole nother, yeah. That is a whole nother episode is side hustles. There we go. Write that down. Um, okay. <laughs> so we, our venue was our most, most expensive thing. But our venue included our ceremony spot, our um, reception spot, which is all the same spot, tables. The tablecloths, do you remember? I was very specific in that I wanted floor-length tablecloths. Yes, and shivari chairs. Shivari chairs. And the stupid plate things. They are not stupid. They are gold chargers, (laughs) which accentuated the tables, which looked beautiful because you couldn't see the ugly legs. I do not regret that at all. I can't remember how much those chargers cost. The chargers were $2.50 apiece. Holy smokes. For $130. So we spent, I don't even know, five, four or five hundred dollars on these stupid chargers. That's not that much money. We didn't buy flowers. People, comment on this and tell her that's ridiculous. <laughs> no, I I stand by this. I love <laughs> we made our up, wedding. <laughs> we made up with it uh, by getting no flowers, exactly, basically. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. And our DJ was 600 bucks. Like, yeah, that's pretty cheap for uh, a DJ. Um, yeah, so those, I don't regret that at all. They were gold shivari chairs. Shivari? Shivari. They were gold chairs. And because the original chairs that they had were ugly, they, they were, were covered with those seat covers from like the nineties. Oh 90s yeah, you hate those seat the covers. Bows. The white ones. Stop! They were disgusting. I mean, I'm sure they were, but the like the white ones that yes. go over. Okay. Yes. I even see those used nowadays. I no They're offense definitely not the if you got them. Button. I it's your wedding. I don't care. Um, for me, it was not the look I wanted. Do you remember that the carpet? was red they changed it, and they changed the carpet right before our wedding and i almost cried tears of joy because i hated (laughs) the red carpet and your brother had gone to the venue before for like some event he's like oh yeah they changed the carpet and i was like stop lying i don't believe you like you you are just trying to mess with me because you know how much i hate this carpet and i showed up and was like oh my god that carpet's blue (laughs) it was perfect it was perfect um, but yeah, so that was our wedding. I loved it. I don't regret anything about our wedding. Except you didn't for have to make the call to... <laughs> I regret not doing like a side hustle to like pay for it, I guess. But that's... Well, now yeah. looking at what it cost, I mean, yeah, I wish we would have went about it a better way. Mm-hmm. Maybe like you're saying the side hustle, but I'm very happy that we are pretty much at that average for that wedding. Especially yes. at that time when we had no clue on finances. Yes. And I know, like, a lot of times you'll see posts like, oh my god, people who spend so much money on weddings are dumb. I don't I don't care what you spend on your wedding. You could spend $100 on the marriage certificate and the justice of the peace and have a wedding. You could spend $100,000 and get married in Dubai and fly your whole family out. I don't care. Like, do what makes you happy. And I feel like that's people, when they get married, they're like, oh my god, I never wanted a big wedding and here I am planning a big wedding. Don't do it. I Forget agree. your family. Who cares? I mean, you might care, but I think with the wedding, it can be very much an intentional spend type thing to spend your yeah. money on. You know, if you want that wedding, go spend your money on that wedding. Like, not necessarily going to debt, maybe, but like, you know, again, get, do whatever you want. Yeah, have have the wedding that you want to have. I think. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's the most important part. Like, it's your day. It's your money. Like, it's your stress level. Do what you want to do. Yep. Because you don't want to be up there standing and looking around me like, I hate this place. I hate this place. I hate these people. I hate all this (laughs) money. Like, don't do that. 
I just do whatever you want. I know people who have eloped, who got married on the beach, who like. It's such it's a like tailored thing to you and your life. So do you? Exactly. Everyone's different, and do whatever you want. <sighs> All right. I think this was a good conversation. Talking about weddings and everything. Yeah. So I. So I guess I partially regret some aspects, but you said you're good with it, 100. percent And I okay, 98. percent Because like you said, I just wish we would have. We could have. We could have paid for this wedding in a side hustle, and I mean, we didn't really know about side hustles then, but yeah, we could have done. That. I was just trying to survive my job and Ubering while transitioning and everything. So yeah, yeah. All right. Well, okay, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Again, if you want to be a guest on the show, please go to my link in bio and fill out that application. Um, follow me on Instagram at refillingmywallet. And just remember, don't forget to refill your drinks. And refill your wallets. Bye, guys.